Hello everyone, welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. I'm here today with my guest, Elizabeth Lee Bradley. Hi, Elizabeth Hello, Lee. Hello, Joyce. Elizabeth Lee. Yes. <laughs> and um, Elizabeth Lee is from Everyday Caregivers. Caregivers. And you can reach her at everydaycaregivers.com. Yes. Um, and find her social media. You have a presence on Facebook? We have a presence on Facebook, yes. Yeah. Is it a, a group or a page? It's a page, and we do have some groups as well. But it, you can find us at Everyday Caregivers on Facebook at Balanced Caregiving. Okay, at Balanced Caregiving. So um, you came on to my um, Rock Bottom Syndicate show and talked about um, your story. And I wondered if you could just give me a, like a, a short summary of what got you into uh, everyday caregivers. So after caring for various, co-caregiving for various members of my family through mental health and substance abuse, when my co-caregiver herself, my mother, mm -hmm became or had some age-related medical conditions. Uh, I became the primary caregiver of, of the family, but also for her. And through that process, I unfortunately forgot to plan for and care for myself. And so I found myself, um, like many other caregivers, developing symptoms consistent with a major depression and developing uh, suicidal ideations. And right. through that process, led me to everyday caregivers. It seems so extreme to when you think of, oh, you know, I'm just going to be there. But but having heard a little bit of your story, your whole career got upended. You went from teaching in a classroom to online teaching, mm -hmm. having to do a lot of preparation. And then once you entered into the caregiving full time, here you, you, you're worried it's life or death for your mom. Right. Who's your best friend? Yeah. And then um, the, all that goes into being intensive ev everyday care for her. Right. This wasn't just, oh, I'm going to pop in a couple times a day. Right. No. In fact, yeah, it was a progression of losing my life, mm -hmm. if you will, because as I mentioned, I've been caregiving long before my mom, mm -hmm. um, and as a result, left um, my amazing position that I loved so dearly as chief clinical officer for a mental health and substance abuse agency to just focus on teaching because it afforded me more breaks mm -hmm. to be able to go home to Oklahoma and help support my co-caregiver, my mom, mm -hmm. through those others. But when she needed help, it was my whole life blew up. Yeah. yeah. So that affected friendships, your relationship with your husband, yeah. your mm -hmm. where you lived, where you spent time. Yes. Um, in your huge everything. adjustment. Yeah. I I now spend I now split my year between mm -hmm. Oklahoma and Connecticut. Uh, I spend five months out of the year in Oklahoma and six months in Connecticut. So my husband and I having to uh, adjust to that. Wow. And, yeah. When you you know I've been in the Northeast for 24 years now and built up a wonderful support network here, but when I'm in Oklahoma, there's not that physical presence. While they're great in calling me or texting me or sending me cards, which is amazing mm -hmm. and so much needed, the physical presence was, was sorely missed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. So the it's it seems like the first thing that um, that you discovered was was. Uh, a, a life or death situation for yourself that yeah. you were really contemplating ending your own life that you had failed um, somehow came to that conclusion so the first thing you found you needed was to reach to your husband mm -hmm. and your mom and get yeah. some support just getting it saying the words out loud yeah not keeping it in anymore I, I don't think my body could have kept it in anymore or I think I if I had if I chose not to talk about it, I think I, it would have progressed to um, become a statistic. You know, 30% of caregivers will are losing their life either before or within five years of the person they're caring for. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We are experiencing at a 21% greater rate of occurrence chronic diseases like heart disease, diabetes, cancers, and other very serious illnesses. And mm -hmm. I think part of those development, it's, there are a lot of variables involved in having those chronic diseases develop for any one person, but for, for caregivers, I think one of those variables can be keeping it all inside. That toxicity that gets swirled around inside of our body, I think um, leads us down a path in which our behaviors increase the chances of those chronic diseases developing. Right. Well, being entertained here, but yes. <laughs> how much yes, there's bandages okay. above us. I love music. <laughs> um, so it's so true. When people come, you know that I'm a nurse and a nutrition coach, and when people come to me for help, I'm like, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about food, but mostly we're going to talk about your life oh, so and all of the that, stuff yeah. that's going on because there isn't a food that you can eat as a substitute for stress eating. You have to deal with the stress and we have to right. uncover it. And it really, I think, starts with what we did with Rock Bottom Syndicate and just telling your story and getting that first step out. Absolutely. So I don't know much about what evolved with everyday caregiving, but it sounds like you kind of reverse engineered. <laughs> Is that so? Yes. What needed? So number one, tell somebody. Tell someone, join groups. There, I found a lot of different caregiver groups online mm -hmm. through Facebook. Um, there's some, some really great groups that are out there. So if you want to go to Facebook and just um, search for caregiver groups, mm -hmm. uh, I really encourage you to join one that fits with your needs or seems like a, a good personality fit for you. Mm -hmm. I know for me and and I at first I didn't say anything. I mm -hmm. just listened as much as you can listen online, right? <laughs> I read. <laughs> yeah. I read people's stories. Yeah. But it was through reading those stories that I started slowly finding some confidence and um, validation that I wasn't alone. Well, I'd gotten to the point, thankfully, that I, I realized I wasn't alone, but just continuously having that stream of validation mm -hmm increased my stamina and strength in being able to move forward and tell my story beyond my husband and my mother. Um, because it's hard, you mm -hmm. know, you, people get nervous when they hear the word suicide, mm -hmm. right? Or anything life-threatening, they, they don't know how to respond and you don't, you know, you're not set out to make people uncomfortable, but you need that support, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I very quickly, um, just like any life circumstance, 
narrowed my scope of, of um, support mm-hmm. based on how people were able to respond. And I, I've had some amazing people step up and respond really well. So yeah, connecting with groups is great. Did you get formal um, support, therapy, or coaching around the caregiving? I did like not. I, I did not do formal um, therapy. For me, um, I had a... Um, for me, what is most therapeutic is uh, journaling. Okay. And writing and sharing through those journals um, with my support team. Mm-hmm. And I think, though, that's because once I was able to <laughs> um, regain, regain uh, get out of that brain fog, get some sleep in mm-hmm. me and get my nutrition back on track, mm-hmm. right? I was able to, with my training as a therapist, recognize things now that I hadn't recognized before. Mm-hmm. Um, had I known someone in Oklahoma who I could go to for therapy or come over to the house and do therapy with me, I, I would have needed to at that point. I couldn't have done it for myself mm-hmm. at that point. I was too far gone. So if you don't have the training, the therapeutic training in the background, and you are, even if you are and you're in the thick of it, definitely seek out professional help mm-hmm. um, with a therapist. So there's there, uh, there are online groups. Uh, Facebook is great for that. There are probably in-person groups, I imagine. There may I be imagine some. there are. Yeah. Um, there, those are based on, you know, one's community. So it would be specific to what that community yeah, maybe has to offer. Yeah, check with the local hospitals. Yeah, check with local hospitals. Um, with If you are caring for an aging parent, check with... Um, the, the hospital social workers, they they may even have some at the hospital, I think. And it could also not just be aging parent. It could right. be Mental a child. Health, yeah. substance abuse, Somebody, special needs, yeah. or even a life-altering um, diagnosis of breast cancer or mm-hmm. colon cancer or anything, a, a major car accident that just shifts your life completely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you've um, discovered can help? It's funny how you said it too, or not funny, but interesting to me, the transition into this new life. So here you see the person you're caring for, obviously, is transitioning, but I really hadn't thought about me as a caregiver transitioning. Yeah, you are transitioning into a lifestyle, whether it's on a short-term lifestyle or a long-term lifestyle. Self-care is something that we all struggle with anyway. Yeah. But when you go into a caregiving situation, the adjustments that are, are needed for you to really have sustained your, your life needs to change even drastically. So even the minimal things that you were doing before aren't happening because of the shift that, that takes place. And I mm-hmm. often tell caregivers it's because when we neglect our self-care, right, to the extent we neglect our self-care, we need the same level of self-care to balance ourselves out. And so as caregivers, we tend to let that get neglected so long that we need something major to create that balance. And so I, I really um, encourage caregivers to, to check in with themselves every day and say, what is something that I've done for myself, even if it's five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Every day do something that is related to self-care for you mm-hmm. because it will lessen that impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, you know, I 
tell people, they go, well, would you do it again? Would you, would you go into that intensive care? And I was like, absolutely. If my mom called me tomorrow and said she needed me to, you know, live with her again to mm-hmm. help her through something, I would be there in a heartbeat, but I would do it with lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are some amazing resources out there that I've come to learn about. Now, I've used even since then the non um, caregiving situations. For example, AARP has wonderful tools to help initiate conversations. And after my initial caregiving, I realized I needed to start having these camera these conversations. I, I shared with you on the drive out there, it dawned on me, oh, my gosh, my mom might not survive. Mm-hmm. So how do you have that conversation about her wishes, mm-hmm. right? ARP has wonderful tools if you're nervous about how to bring up that conversation or how to have just aging-related co- conversations, mm-hmm. loss of independent questions, transition from finance questions. ARP has those um, resources that help you initiate that conversation. And it can be a great thing We like, I've used it myself. I'd be like, well, AARP tells us we need to have this conversation. It's not me, right? Yeah, yeah. Who needs to have a conversation? AARP is telling us we need to have this conversation. So I totally used them as, as kind of a buffer to that potential tension yeah. that could have arised. Yeah. 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 So definitely look for your community, nation, um, national organizations or community, local community organizations that are championing, championing, did I say that correctly? Championing (laughs) uh, caregiving. And um, because a lot of people are coming up with some really good things. So what what did you discover um, as far as resources and services um, through developing a business that is different? So I did not want to go in. Well, first of all, I knew I wasn't going to be in a position to compete with AARP or any of the other national organizations that are doing really wonderful things. And I didn't want to. Yeah. I couldn't, nor did I want to. And so I wanted to develop things that I felt like would have been really helpful for me, but complemented all of those other services so Mm -hmm. that we were just rounding out what was available for caregivers. And for me, as I mentioned in um, the Rock Bottom show and briefly here, lack of sleep Mm -hmm. and nutrition was was critical for me and self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Doing even just something every day for myself. And so I've created the very first um, self-care planner Mm -hmm. for caregivers. Typically what's out there right now are planners that help you um, check in with the care recipient. Mm -hmm. And so our planner helps you um, learn how to make the necessary life adjustments so that you could fit in little bits of self-care without having to leave the house for long periods of time or spend lots of money on a mega vacation or you know do those really massive things that you don't have time or resources for and then i've also partnered with a um, registered dietitian Mm And she and I have created the very first um, subscription box for caregivers. So it's something that will come to their house and they'll get access to a nutritionist as well as a therapist, myself. Mm-hmm. And every month we're going to just tackle small but impactful areas for the caregiver to remain stable and consistent throughout their caregiving experience. So the, it, it, it's a, a, like a journaling type of tool plus coaching? 
We are in the process of adding a coaching element to okay. it right now. They can, um, it's a, it's a, well, we've called it the caregiver's planner. Mm-hmm. And it really guides them through the areas of their life that they need to make some adjustment. We don't, I didn't want to create something that said, you have to do this, you have to do that, because everybody's situation is different. Right. But we took the general areas of, of life for the caregiver that need to be adjusted. And we walk them through, we ask different questions, prompting questions to help them think about different things and for them to come up with things that were are within their environment or their resources to focus on themselves. That makes sense. It's, it's you know, any new thing. If you're buying a house, you've never bought or sold a house. If you had a little checklist to yeah. say, guess what? You might not realize that somebody has to come and inspect the fire, ex- right. the fire ex- um, yes. alarms before and yes. sign off on them. Yes. You might not realize these things are going to come up or, you know, things to do with insurances, with what are the passwords to your accounts? I mean, right. My mom and I were just talking last night. We're with Thanksgiving coming up. We were reminiscing about our Thanksgiving oops stories. And she was talking about when she first got married, she didn't, and doing the turkey by herself, the first time she ever did a turkey by herself, she didn't know she needed to take the innards out. Oh yeah. Right. And it was like, well, how are we supposed to know if someone doesn't tell us? Yeah. Right. And so that's what we hope to do for caregivers is just become another uh, resource that helps put self-care front of mind. Okay. And so we created a planner that helps guide them through that. But then on a daily basis, we gently remind them of um, how to do that. So you do this through electronically? It is uh, right now just a paper planner. Yeah, um, okay. We are, like I said, looking at adding a coaching element and then yeah. adding an electronic version of that Yeah. so they can have it in, in that capacity too. But there's so much research out there about how important it is to write things down and get them literally out of your body. Yeah. And having yourself write things out um, can really aid in that process. So right now it's still a paper pan. A yeah, paper I'm pan with planner. you with the journal. I, I do a, a paper journal um, every morning and then yeah. it just helps me. I, sometimes I'll have three books going and yeah. it just helps me to yeah. kind of is, is, get my ideas organized and coordinated in a way that I don't feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. I have three. Yeah. I have one for my business, right? I have one. I use our planner because even though I'm not actively, you know, 24 seven caregiving right now, I need, I know that my parents aren't getting younger. Mm -hmm. And so I will likely be in that situation again. And so I need to practice now. Yeah. That's one of the things I learned is even in moments of non-crisis, it's important to plan for that. And so I just in the habit of, of using it myself. Gee, that might be a really good uh, thing to do as a class or maybe an online class that involves um, both you and the, the potential person mm-hmm. you'd be caring for before it happens, like yeah. preparing yeah. what what's coming along and uh, ways to prepare ahead of time yeah. rather than in, in the thick of it. Yeah. 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 We're, we are trying very hard to be proactive yeah. and preventative. Yeah. I, I just don't, if I could help even one person not get to the place that I got where I thought my life had no value mm-hmm. and that my time on earth was was over, mm-hmm. that would be a success for me. And we're talking more about the mental health. Of course, the brain is part of the body, and so it, it sounds like you you know neglected your brain yes. and your nutrients, but, but even on top of that, with stress eating and not sleeping, the chronic diseases that can 
become exacerbated or worsened. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, I would say I was um, intensive 24-7 caregiving for about six months, and mm-hmm. but had been a co-caregiver for 10 years, and I'm a stress eater normally, mm-hmm. and over that 10 years, I've gained 80 pounds. Wow. That's not good. Yeah. Prior to, you know, 10 years ago, or 12 years ago now, was the last, I was doing triathlons. Wow. Yeah. I was in the best physical shape of my life, and when you get caught up in this, it happens slowly. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't recognize it until bam, you just feel like you got hit by a truck. Yeah. And before you know it, you're like, oh my goodness, I am in this unhealthy place. Mm-hmm. How did I get here? Yeah. And that's what we want to help prevent is, is doing those things now so that when you know the inevitable is going to happen, right? Most of us in our life have parents kids or friends and so we are going to be one of the the six people in the united states who are going to be in a caregiving situation and so the more that we can be preventative and and gather those resources and tools that are going to help us stay healthy and balanced as an individual the more it'll help us yeah wow what a great service what is one of the things that is maybe more unusual that I might be surprised about that you recognized as a as something people need for everyday care caregivers <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, for themselves or for well for we're focusing on the caregiver mm-hmm. so what what are some of the things that like everything you've said so far seems yeah that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> what is there anything that you've thought of that might surprise me uh, your mental health is the first to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your sense of humor is the second. Yeah. Very close by to to go. Um, to be aware of something interesting that um, that you might be surprised at. You will have to be more assertive and direct with people than I had. For me, it was my mom just had open heart surgery. Why, why wouldn't you think I needed to be needed help? Mm-hmm. And in having conversations, even with my best friend, who <laughs> in that moment I was just like, "You're dead to me," yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And I was like, when we were conversing afterwards, I said, "You know, how could you not know that I needed help?" And she was like, well, you just seemed like you had it all together. Yeah. And I'm like, because I had to. <laughs> I was the only one doing it, right? I was, I just, and I think I expected. But there, I think there may be a little payoff there, though, for you, just with your history and who you are as a person, that you had self-identified as a type A, and yeah. you're the good girl, right. and the responsible Probably. one, yeah. and the put-together one. No doubt. Yeah. I went in very arrogantly. Yeah. I did. I went into this situation thinking I'm a therapist, right? I'm a strong person. I come from a long line of caregivers. I got this. Yeah. Right? And I think that's probably what was so alarming to me is I'm a therapist. I'm a strong person. I come from a long line of caregivers. My grandmother cared for I'm her hearing sister a lot of who had Alzheimer's, coming up. <laughs> Alzheimer's, right? Yeah. And and so when when it hit me that I wasn't able to do this, that's when I was like I needed 
you know, one of my lessons learned was I needed to be more direct. Mm -hmm. We have a, just about five minutes sure. left. Okay. What makes what what this um, made me think of was, um, do you know about nonviolent communication? Yes. Um, that that how perfect that would be using that technique would be so yes. perfect because it involves seeing things just as they are for facts. Mm -hmm. Um, there's four steps in it. So you see whatever the facts are. I'm the only person who's been at this right. house for the last <laughs> so many days. Um, I'm feeling, and then right. you get, yeah, right. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling really tired. Whatever the thing you're feeling, not I'm feeling neglected. Right. Because that's a backhanded right. way of accusing right. the right. other. Yeah. And then so you saying yeah. what you're feeling. I'm tired. And um, I'm frustrated, maybe. Yeah. And because I need, and that's the key part, yeah. where you weren't saying yeah. what you were expecting people to read your mind, or right. so well, being able to really say what you need yeah. and then make the request. Right. And I think in the moment, um, you're so mentally and emotionally depleted yeah. that it, it takes, if you're not used to that language, it, it takes energy to figure out how to say that. And oh, we, we don't use way. that kind of language at right? all. You know, that yeah. communication stuff. I learned yeah. it in coaching school. Right. Um, but I absolutely, and I often don't use it when I should, <laughs> but at least I'm aware right. now. So it would be yeah. a great component in, um, yes. in teaching that yes. giving it a name or, or, or some yes. something similar to help. Basically, you didn't even see your needs until it was too right. late. Yes. Yeah, and you didn't yes. know how to ask for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've already shared a couple of statistics, um, but I think what really helped solidify me not being alone was um, the, the statistics surrounding mental health, mental health uh, and caregiving. And that is um, upwards of 70 percent of caregivers will develop symptoms consistent with depression and a quarter to a half of that population will develop um, the clinical criteria meet symptoms meeting the clinical criteria for major depression yeah. and depression in general is just one of those that it's it's kind of like when you're dehydrated by the time you're like I, I need to drink a lot it's too late right yeah. you're already dehydrated yeah um, when the time you recognize oh my goodness I'm depressed you're so far into it that you, it feels like that hole that you just can't get out of, mm -hmm. right? And so having those tools that can help you find those words, mm -hmm. right? And having those words in front of you so you don't have to feel as helpless, like, what if I'm not saying this right? Having mm. those words in front of you are gonna be really critical. Yeah. yeah. I always try to, to help caregivers. They're like, well, how do I say something to um, get people to, to understand how important it is? And I said, Tell, share the, with them the numbers. Mm -hmm. Let them know these are the numbers associated with caregiving, and I don't want to get to that point, and I need you to help me do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need you to help. And I don't, I'm not really sure what I'm going to need, but I need you to help me sit down and figure what those things out, right? Have that conversation with me. Yeah. One of the best things I ever heard from a caregiver um, during my own recovery, um, another caregiver said that they had gotten to a place, um, he was caregiving for his wife at that point for five years, and a gotten to the place I had gotten and worked himself out, but she was terminally ill mm -hmm. and it wasn't going to get any better. He didn't have that luxury of time like I did to mm -hmm. re fully recover. And he said, you know, I realized that I needed someone to be my champion. Mm 
And so I went to my best friend and I said, listen, your only job is to monitor my stress. And when you start to notice even a little bit that I'm getting stressed out or that my normal behaviors are wearing a little thin, you throw up the red flags. I want you to call my doctor and I want you to tell him, listen, you need to call him and, and tell him he needs to come in for an appointment, for an assessment and see where he is. Yeah. So I thought that was ingenious on his part. Yeah, it's interesting how they can people can personalize what they need. Yeah. Um, but and to look at it before they're in the, the yeah. thick of it. Yeah. We're about out of time. Okay. So Elizabeth Lee Bradley from <laughs> yes. Everyday Caregivers. Yes. Everydaycaregivers.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I really hope that people will reach out to you, and um, I'm sure you'd be happy to answer questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so they can uh, direct message you or email you or uh, jump on your page. Absolutely. On Facebook, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great thing that you're doing, and I can only see it expanding and becoming more comprehensive as you learn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, as, as I said before, the more that we can help other caregivers not get to that place where I and so many others have gotten, that's our goal. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Yeah.